welcome to episode 117 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse. We're returned at long last. We are back. I can't believe it. I can't believe it, Steve. The gruesome twosome has reunited. (laughs) With the gap for the summer holidays out of the way and other such things. It's sort of um, been longer than we expected, but, you know, these things happen, don't they? We were, um, I think it was the sort of beginning of August was last released It, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. I missed you, Stevie. I missed well, you. Well, thank you. Aww. <laughs> right, so this, with the, in this episode, we're going to talk about habits, not those things that nuns were. <laughs> that's that's put a visual thing in your oh, that's head such now, a haven't bad you? Joke. <laughs> I apologize in advance to the planerverse for having to hear that, and the fact that it made me laugh. I think if somebody had just fallen asleep, now my laugh woke up. <laughs> so, to a rocking start. Yeah, those are good stars, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We were talking earlier about. The, the the world of social media and particularly sort of you know Instagram and Facebook and what have you where certain people make you believe that they live lived this sort of perfect life that's far from it it would seem and we sort of picked up on well okay maybe this is something that you might um, aspire to to live that perfect life. Um, we all have something to aspire to, or would think, one way or another. But without actually sort of you know, breaking our bad habits, maybe, and developing some good habits, then the reality is we're just going to carry on as normal if we're not careful. Right. And well, well, and then that normal, there, are we? that normal is just so... Um curated you know i mean Mm. it's to the point where it's not even believable like everybody knows everything's staged on instagram for example right it's just staged i I think of it as a bit of a cliche really yeah Um, and i'm going to upset a few people here by sort of setting the thing up where you you know this i'm sure you've seen dozens of these photographs of planners where You've got a planner that's open, and I'm—I've not actually um, been afraid of doing this myself as well, because you know it's—it's it's obviously the thing that people are looking for, or they like the look of this thing. But you know the typical one where you've got the open planner with the carefully positioned pen of choice, right. and sort of just popping into the scene at the side is some sort of apple or keyboard of some description and then there might be a a sort of delicately placed cup of coffee now who puts a cup of coffee next to a planner that's a disaster waiting to happen in all fairness i do i i do i even (laughs) keep my oatmeal um, next to my planner but yeah definitely i i get the point like it's just the cactus you must yes the the plant you must have a plant plant of some sort preferably a cactus (laughs) because it balances all the colors out you see 
<laughs> yeah, and it balances out the textures. You have smooth yeah. versus rough versus colors versus not versus, yeah. right? So it's aesthetically so curated. And I, I know, look, I'm guilty of that too. My Instagram is filled with filters. I love Instagram for that fact because it allows me to display my work and my planners the way that they make me feel. So that's what I feel like those filters provide me is an ability to show the world how I feel about the work that I do. It just so happens that the work that I do involves writing and papers and planners and mm. all of that stuff. So that's great for me. But I think we know what we're talking about, right, Planniverse? I think we know what Steve's talking about here. We're talking about those ultra curated where everything just looks perfect. They've got the best of everything, the best handbag, the best is, the best that, the that, the that, the that. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> is there anything that's real in your life? Like, do you ever wake up with like one eyelid stuck down and your hair standing up and you're just like, like, okay, I'm walking over to the bathroom now to get my day going. And I mean, I know, Steve, your hair doesn't stand up, but does it ever no. feel like it well, wants to? Yeah, well, of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things, we, when we started talking about actual sort of habits to sort of try and develop, um, you know, I, I never think of these things that, that we discuss that someone could suddenly turn their whole life round. You know, they wake up tomorrow morning and they go from, you know, sort of marginally average to, uh, you know, a high achiever by the end of tomorrow. No, that, that's, well, it might happen, but it's I it's believe that. To... I'm sorry, Planiverse. I'd like to apologize for my colleague's <laughs> inability to believe in you all. I believe in you because I've seen it. I've seen well, they're people not already take the tips. There. Yeah, okay, We're already okay. there, but... But yeah, so the I guess what you're saying is that it's incremental changes is what you're yes. more used to seeing. Yeah. 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 And we came across I can't remember if it was you who found this article or I You found did, the you article. did, Stevie. This was I can't remember you. I found it now. It was so long ago. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Um we found a, an article about habits. Um and I think they list it's about twenty three habits of high achievers or something. Yeah, which we thought, oh, that's got to. There's got to be something in there that we can sort of um, not lay Unpack. claim to, but sort of see a sort of parallels in our own lives, as it were. Yeah, and they're nicely sort of numbered and with sort of short descriptions and what have you. So I thought, oh, this is good, and we'll share a link to this article, obviously, so you yeah, can see an, all. Yeah, it's an in incorporated magazine article. Um, mm. I think through Limeade, I think is where yeah. uh, the article came through 23 daily habits practiced by highly successful people and i think the the goal though of all of this is to show that and this was my intent when i presented the topic to steve i said look why don't we do this because everybody's got this image of what their life should look like on social media especially with instagram and all the filters but why not use some of these habits to actually create the life that you want? If you're so keen on putting filters on things to make them look good, why not just have them not just look good, but actually be good? Like have that be mm. your reality, you know? Why not just build that if that's what you mm. want, if that's what you keep posting about, if that's the things that you want to surround yourself in your life because you feel like you want to bring your life to the next level, whatever level that might be. We thought these these um habits were good habits and i i not ironically but just interestingly enough uh steve picked out his favorites and the ones that he had left out all but one 
were really aligned with the ones I would have picked, which I found funny because it just kind of shows the gruesome twosome does a good job <laughs> of balancing out the planner verse in terms of not that I wouldn't have picked out the things that he did because he picked some really good ones. And I probably, if I had to first go at picking them, I probably would have picked a few off of his plate too. But I really like the fact that the ones that he left out were the ones that kind of align more with who I am versus who he is. And I, I appreciate that about him. Appreciate that. Yeah, about the, you, the ones that I sort of picked out are the ones that are sort of, you know, are almost me, I suppose, or ones that I can understand ones that are definitely not me for instance you know there's there was one like start the day with exercise well i i never do that sort of thing i might go for a, a sort of brisk walk later in the day but i never do it first thing in the morning <laughs> right right so let's get cracking though let's get cracking with your number yeah. one what is your number one on the so, list that you absolutely well, I, love i wouldn't i've not actually stuck them into any particular sort of this is the sort of first one. I, I just went down through the list yeah. and uh, picked them out that way. But sort of an obvious one, and I, it's one that appeals to me, is you know, write down um, little tasks in the morning to clear your head. Well, I tend to do that not necessarily just in the morning. I might do it later in the day as well um, to clear my head. I, it's sort of a thing that I do certainly in the evening when I want to clear my head for what's going to be happening tomorrow or next week or whenever. So I sort of go to bed sort of, you know, with without any having to try and remember things that I will definitely forget by the morning sort of thing. Um, that's sort of, you know, topics like, you know, we get to discuss sometimes as well. Um, I often just jot those down. I like their idea of starting your day. They said start it with a with a good sweat, which is mm. okay. I get I get the pros and cons of that one, but I will tie that into one of the other uh, habits that they had, which was uh, taking several walks throughout the day. I'm going to yeah. just tie those in, and I will say this: that I agree with some things that the article said. Um, there are times when I haven't had a walk. I haven't, I've just been stuck at my desk for most of the day and I'll get some kind of feedback from people mm. that just irks me, right? I'll look at the feedback and I'll be like, really, this is where we're at right now. And it'll really upset me versus just like the article said, if I have gone on a couple of walks, I'll just look at that as feedback, not as hardcore criticism, if that makes sense. I'll be able to make mm. that distinction and have a lot more mental clarity when it comes to setting the pace for my day. So it's not that I need to have a good sweat when I wake up, because that's not the first thing I'm thinking about, but I love getting moving out of my state of stagnation from having slept the whole night into a state of physically moving about. So even if it's puttering around the house, making breakfast, going up and down the street, whatever it is, just kind of taking a stroll. I love taking walks in the morning and that's, I'm going to stick to that because I find that that is a great habit to make. And I've seen so many people on the social medias that just sort of uh, look what I do at 5am in the morning or now they start pushing it back to 4am in the morning and 3am. Oh, I don't even sleep at night. I just start walking from midnight <laughs> all the way to 6am. But exercise is one of the biggest um, marketable things out there that people look at and say, I wish I had more of that in my life. So does it have to be this extreme weightlifting competition at 6 a.m. in the morning? No. Can it be a simple walk around your house or around your block or around your neighborhood? Absolutely. 
and have that same movement at just so long as movement is being projected yeah i i walk around the house literally on the outside so you've already you know, succeeded just, steve you're you're a winner yeah you've already succeeded. I, I get of course i get a reminder on my watch if i've not stood for more than a minute in any one <clears> hour around about sort of 10 to the hour and yeah. that sort of reminds me to get up and walk because otherwise i can get stuck in front of the computer yeah. all for, for many hours and my back starts to suffer if i do too much of that without walking so what's next on your list stevie um you know ask you i love this one ask yourself if it will matter in a day a week a month or a year oh yeah how many of us right? have got those lists of the jobs to do that have perpetuated for what seems like lifetime and that that is the question you need to ask you know on each one of these yeah will it matter if you do it today this week this month or this year and put just put d w m or y next to each task and that then helps you sort them into a sort of notional sort of priority order doesn't it yeah and it helps you contextualize it i love this idea because yeah. there's so many times i found myself procrastinating doing something mm. and i keep pushing it to tomorrow to the next week to the next month and i still see it there, mm. like six months later it's still winking at me on my on my list <laughs> and then i realize wait a minute i don't even have to do this this is not something that i've just sort of arbitrarily decided that this needed to get done mm. and now it's been following me around like a bad stalker so um, one of my favorite things to do is to remove things off of my to-do list, right? Have mm. less things to do. That's that's a really good one. Uh, the one I like the next after on my list is only check communications a couple of times a day. I really yeah. like this. In fact, it was, um, I think Mercedes-Benz had come up with a plan for their employees that when they go on holiday, their email system automatically sends a response back to the person emailing who's on holiday saying, look, this person's on holiday. Don't send your email. We're going to mm. delete your email. Why don't you resend when they get back on this day or mm. talk to so-and-so who's not on holiday, right? Yeah. Because the last thing you want to do when you get back from holiday is just go through 200 sitting emails and not <laughs> even start your day. And you know, you're not even having, having done any work yet. No. So, um, I used to check email a lot. Like the minute an email came through, I was like, oh, let me respond, let me respond, let me get this off my plate. But then what happens is you end up becoming a slave to the devices. And you also, one of the biggest things I learned as an entrepreneur is you end up teaching your clients how you want to be treated. If you're only available twice a day for communications, unless it's an emergency, then people will respect that and will actually start working around your schedule so that you can get work done. It's amazing what happens when you're not interrupted by anything. It's, it's and too much of a distraction, done. isn't it? It is. Um, it's to the my favourite one on that is not necessarily to turn off your email thing, but turn yeah. off the notifications to them so you don't keep seeing this thing in the corner of the screen popping sure. up. Sure. Uh, remind you that you've suddenly got another email, so you you. You don't become a slave to the thing. You sort of, um, you check the thing when you're ready to do it. And it allows you to sort of get through whatever it is you're working on first and then look at that sort of secondary sort of thing. And this is, this is for everybody out there in the Planetverse who 
keep saying that they're going to shut off their notifications and, mm. and they don't. This is your invitation to go into your settings, shut off all notifications, banners, notices, bleeps, mm. bloops, flags, whatever it is that comes up. I lead a much more peaceful life when I check my email twice a day, once in the morning and mm. once in the evening. That's it. <laughs> Unless it's something urgent going on with a family mm. member or something like that, I am not responding. <laughs> yeah. I love this so, one. Do whatever it takes to get quality sleep. Oh, man, that's one I would have picked off your plate first, but you got it. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. And, and, and he's got great things like, you know, get away from computers, screens and what have you, read a book, listen right. to calming music, um, an inspiring talk maybe, um, maybe not so much a sort of a talk, too much concentration, I suppose, for me. But I certainly sort of... Um, switch off with a book because a book no matter what the subject is really it means it's it's not something that's going to distract me um it's a sort of a wind down for 30 minutes or so for me and then at the appropriate time i sort of put the book down take my glasses off and fall asleep rather quickly these days it's uh, <laughs> bliss <laughs> Yeah, I, I love reading as well. Books are fantastic. For me, it is a distraction, but it's a quiet distraction. So it mm. stops me thinking about my day and transports me to wherever the book is taking me, which I love because it has no emotional ties to what I've been getting busy with the entire day. It has nothing to do with me at all. It's all new characters, all new settings, all new lives. The, the, the one sort of distraction that I always have is if I'm getting close to the end of a book, I can't put it down. I have to finish the thing, no matter what the time of night is. I end up just sort of binging until the thing's finished, uh, and then I go to sleep. It's a terrible habit, but um, well, it's just one um, of the things. Speaking of terrible habits, this guy had one of the terrible habits. It was under his number 11, dedicating 10 minutes to being grateful. Yeah. But look how he starts. He goes, I visualize all of the things in my life that could be far worse and mm. consequently have renewed appreciation for how fortunate I am. I'm, let me tell you, people, if you are visualizing all the things that could be far worse, guess what your RAS is going to get activated on? All the things <laughs> that could be far worse. So mm. how about let's not start there <laughs> and let's just start <laughs> with recognizing how wonderful things are. I love setting time aside for gratitude. It's part of the journaling process during the day. You have planners. You don't know what to do with them. Journal, journal, journal. That's one of the things you can do. Create a list of 10 minutes every day, five minutes every day that you can be grateful for and you will see some amazing things happen in your life i know people look at this like um some kind of voodoo or some kind of next level new age stuff but it really isn't it really allows your brain to focus on the things that you're setting up especially if you're someone who set up their values a lot of the franklin covey users have their values ready to go written down i've noticed that's the big difference between other planner users versus franklin covey users i'm going to encourage everybody to get their values on paper and then work off of that to dedicate your 10 minutes to being grateful. Um, the, another one that I absolutely loved was reminding yourself that the future is not a solution to the present. I, I thought that was so, so poignant. Um, mm. Every time there's problems, I think about, well, you know, it's going to be better in a month. It's going to be better in a week or whatever it is. But uh, really, what's going to happen in a month if I don't take action right now? 
what's going to happen in a week if I don't respond to some of these calls right now? So there's nothing good about the future that's not going to that's that's not being created right now. The future is going to be good because of what you're working in and the effort that you're putting in right now. So that's I think the big switch, the key. I've been sort of um, basically working my way through September in that sort of mode in a way, knowing that October is going to be better. And I've started um, planning things out for October. Um, that, you know, what what's the absolute minimum things I've got to do in the first couple of weeks sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's really sort of starting to sort of come together and I'm sort of got everything under control and I'm feeling less um, stressed out by the sort of end of the month now. It's um, sort of starting to come together quite neatly. Um, I, yeah, you had quite a bit on your plate for September. Yeah, just a bit. Write down your top three tasks for the day. I think that's very much in line with... That's such a Steve um, thing. Franklin <laughs> Covey, isn't it? It's not something I do, I must admit. Uh, I, uh, my task... Um, areas for each day on my planner only allow for four four tasks per day that came through by accident because originally I had five but my handwriting was so bad that it, I couldn't fit <laughs> it couldn't write in the spaces so I, I can see this being part of a documentary day. if anyone ever does a documentary on you Steve <laughs> why did you only have four slots of tasks yeah. for the day was there's, it some kind of no science to this it's just simple <laughs> physics <laughs> No, my handwriting was just a pants, so I decided just, not to. Just, this isn't going to work, I thought. And just re- regenerated the design with four spaces, which just turns out to be, you know, I'm just rewriting the rules slightly. I like, along um, along with the writing your first three three things down that you're going to get done, I like doing the one that's hardest first. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I really like that one because I think that's the the thing that, procrastinators tend to mm. hang their hat on and go, look, I'm not getting anything done today until I get this done. And then that never gets done. So nothing else gets done. Mm. <laughs> well, I sort of look at the things now in my day and I think, right, what have I actually got to do today? What do I want to do before lunchtime? What, what's going to take me a bit longer? So I shall dedicate maybe most of the afternoon to that sort of thing. Yeah. And sort of slicing up my time in that sense really sort of uh, helps no end. And nearly always I do my sort of French lesson first thing in the morning now. Not to sort of get it out of the way, but just to get the satisfaction that I have dedicated time, whenever it happened to be, um, in the in the morning sort of thing to get that done know that it's done and then the rest of the day is then clear and i won't be sort of thinking oh i've got to do that i've got to do that and it keeps sort of it keeps diverting me away from what else i was trying to get done that day sort of thing. well it looks so like it's, some, it's a, it's a days, portion of your life that that has a, needs a, a lot of concentration Mm. So I think that's the thing that you're getting out of the way is the the dedication of time that it's going to take to be focused at what you're doing. Yeah, versus focus just, is, is a good way of doing right, it, actually. Cause right, right. In the last, I've been doing this continuously now for nearly, just coming up for six months. And even on days when we're sort of 
leaving early or going out, I shall sort of set my alarm sort of, you know, 10, 15 minutes earlier to make sure that I can you know, have breakfast and do my French lesson thing before we go out. And then I'm sort of satisfied that, look, that's done. I can, if I get time later in the day, I might fit in another couple of exercises or whatever. Um, but it, it helps to sort of get my normal sort of, right, this is the sort of goal I've set myself. And if I get to the, that each day, that's good. Yeah. And then yeah. move on. I, I, th- I think that's fantastic. And I think that's probably why, like, for example, one of the other um, habits that I loved off of here was reserving an hour at the start mm. of the day to read. I, look, it doesn't have to be the start of the day. It could be the end of the day. But yeah. the point is that I like to spend time dedicated to being focused because we live in a society that just wants to pull our attention away from what we're doing every moment. There is something that doesn't allow our concentration spans to go past 15 minutes. Already humans have a small concentration span. And if you're working towards building that up, for example, by using the Pomodoro technique, which I love, You'll begin to have longer and longer concentration spans, but allowing an hour to read uninterrupted to me is like gold. Like imagine not a single interruption for one hour. Have you ever done anything in the last five years that for one hour without being interrupted? I mean, just think about it. It's amazing, right? It's such a luxurious moment. Yeah. <laughs> There's not many. I wonder sometimes are there days or instances where I've lost complete track of time, I, you know, so that I, you know, can be so enmeshed in something that, you know, two or three hours can go by without sort of realizing it. Very rarely these days, I would say, right? there's always some sort of distraction somewhere that sort of uh, pulls your sort of mind away, and you sort of absent-mindedly you look you look at the clock and realize where you are, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always come back to the plan. I love that one. Because I do too. I love that one. You know, we all have a plan, and but, you know, sod's law being what it is, we all get sort of pulled <laughs> away from it at some point during the day, don't we? Um, yeah. But like we do between the two of us during these conversations... We we start off with the right intention. We invariably we sort of drift off somewhere, and you drift one off. of us I will try, try and pull it track. back on score. Sort of thing. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, yeah I so, remember. Do you have, did you ever see the movie Ronin, Steve, with uh, Robert no, De Niro and Jean I'm Reno? Terrible for remembering film. You are. Names. You're horrible. In, in this one, time. I remember uh, Robert De Niro had this thing where he said. Everybody wants to go to the party. Nobody wants to stay and clean up. Yeah. You know? And I think that this is so important about sticking to the plan or going back to the plan. There's yeah. so many things in life that happen to us that derail us from what we were intending. It doesn't mean you throw the whole planner out. Or it doesn't mean you no. throw the whole plan out. You Good just come point. back to it, right? I come mean, back this to is the planner. The yeah. planner hasn't failed. Um, something has got in the way of you using it as you used to do sort of thing. Exactly. So the you have to adapt and yeah. then be able to make the change to how the change occurred so that you can go on mm. with the plan. But go back to the plan. A lot go of people, I don't to, know what to do now. Right. But yeah. that's why I love the go back to the plan. Everybody wants to go to the party. No, Nobody wants to was, stay clean up. <laughs> it was successful in the past, maybe, or you were doing something correct in the past. 
what's changed? What's changed to, you know, stop you doing things at the the pace you used to do? Yeah. And I've just realised where we are time-wise. <laughs> Having said that. <laughs> That's because I sent him a few fingers up in the air and it wasn't the bad finger either, in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> yeah, so... It, are you, will you, uh, I think it's time we sort of wrapped this one up, parked it in the car park and um, went our separate ways for the yeah. evening slash afternoon or whatever, or day in your case. Um, you can tell the, the dear audience all about the next episode at this point. Yes, yeah, so it's we already have... recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, thanks for you'd never make it as the great Oz you would pull that curtain back and let everybody see everything before you even had a chance at mystery uh, yeah so I have a fantastic uh, person that I was able to interview for our next episode we have the illustrious uh, Jenna Pebbles who works as, I called her a pointillist artist she calls herself a pixel artist I can see the difference now but we talk a little bit about how art and planning are combined and how, if you're an artist, what things you might want to consider for yourself when you're using your planner. So you have that to look forward to. <laughs> I've not even listened to it myself yet. So I've just sort of thrown it together on the, to put it into the corner until this one was done. And I shall then Steve just shows up. He just shows up and breathes. Just show up, and yeah. Every, every, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you will find me in the usual places still, not budged an inch, at filofaxi.com, Travellers Notebook Times.com, and Mr. Filofaxi on Instagram, and where we might expect to find you, Corinne. Uh, you'll actually be pleasantly surprised to find that the plannerology.com has gotten a fantastic facelift. I've done a lot of heavy lifting in there. And we now have our shop open. We now have our file of facts section open. And all the articles and podcasts are slowly being uploaded up there. I think we have about three years of podcasts going backwards right now. Uh, I'll be uploading more as the time goes by. But um, I wanted to introduce everyone to the new plannerology.com and throwpunchresumes.com if you need your resume writing services done. And uh, that's where you can find me. I'm making fun of Steve when he's not looking. so that's it for now folks if you've enjoyed this podcast don't forget to like it subscribe to it and share it